dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. You can't make this up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. 43 of these things, man. Full tree. Yeah, man. We out here, man. Yeah, we out man. here doing big things, man. How's the weekend, man? Hey, you know, it was all right, man. I, uh, you know, kind of took some time to get a plan together. I'm uh, trying to plan something for my 35th oh. in July. So took some time to write down some thoughts about that. Kind of, I am going to do a party. It's been about two or three years since I've done one, so... Getting those thoughts together okay. and uh, getting ready for this Super Bowl. Yeah, man. Who you yeah. got again? I'm going with Atlanta, man. ATL I'm, I'm going confident with you, confidently with Atlanta, even though I just saw this morning that MVPs are like 0-7 in the last, you know, whatever Super Bowl. Yeah, seven man, Bowl, that's very whatever. alarming. Yeah, so, but I think, man, just watching Atlanta's offense, I feel like if Matt's struggling with the ball, if he's overexcited in the first quarter, like they still can rely on Freeman. They still mm-hmm. can rely on Coleman. They they still got some they they have an array of weapons. Absolutely. That's where I'm going, man. Yeah, I'm but going the only with the team thing with is, more weapons. Brady got like that like old Bengay Vic start, <laughs> but then he always like fourth quarter, he ready. No matter yeah, if what it's the close situation in the fourth, is. If yeah. it's close in the fourth, <laughs> I think the Patriots gonna win. I say it like this a close game, Patriots win. Yeah. A uh, comfortable win, ATL. Atlanta got to stay up 14 throughout yeah. the game. They got to get up 14 and stay up 14. That's how I look at it. Absolutely, man. Go Falcons because yeah, I'm man. a Patriots hater. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of them. Tired of them. <laughs> man, man, man. How was your weekend? It was smooth selling, man. You know, a little bit of working, a little bit of um, updating the crib, still trying to put this gas grill together. Like, I've been trying to put it together for like two weeks. I had to put the legs on, then started watching something on TV. So, Yesterday, I put, like, the top on, so yeah, yeah. we're making progress. <laughs> right. She like, when we going to grill out? You keep saying we going to grill out. We going to grill out in the wintertime like the Cosby Show did that one episode. Like, uh, <laughs> I got to put the grill together, so. Yeah, yeah I, talk, I talk step pop into my mom. She uh, hit me up with the little Super Bowl gathering idea. I'm nice. Like, That'll be cool, something chill. I don't, you know, want to get, I like to listen and watch the commercials. I don't want to be around where there's too much going on. So she gonna throw some wings, and I think Pop's gonna do some ribs on the grill. Mm. I was like, "You gonna do them in the winter?" He was like, "I probably just do them in the smoker on in the garage." Yeah. So, so we gonna have that, and then uh, some family, just a few people coming over, a couple cousins, just chill, chill out. But I love the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, Even though man. my team ain't, I love it. I love it because kickoff is at six thirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the game is normally over by <laughs> ten o'clock. <laughs> and I, I told my job Friday, I'm like, I'll be in 11.30 Monday morning. I put in that time. Like, I'm not, I want to enjoy, relax. Don't have to worry. Like, oh, man, I got to, I'm going to have to wind down from whatever's happening. If right. it was a good game, like, I just chill out, come in, work a half day on Monday. Absolutely, man. You got to love it. Got to love it. Hey, man, you did uh, you did something for the city this week. We got to get into before oh, we really get into we this Oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah, I'm ready to get into that. <laughs> you did something for the city, man. I want you to talk about that. Man, man that was dope. look, man, I was... Messing around on the station's old YouTube page, and I came across some videos, man. Some videos of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the homie Shy Smoke, uh, GTC, performing out of Central State back when Russ Parr came to town one year. Mm-hmm. And to look at it, and the video was like eight years old. And I was like, damn, that's eight years ago. Right. Two, man, dudes had a major wave. Yeah. Like, Cass was really. Opening up for Rick Ross yeah. at the Foundry. Cass was really shutting it down at the clubs and really bringing the whole city out to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, it would be dope if I was able to get them songs on the air. For people that may not know, man, we used to have a feature on the station called the Hot Local Talent Showcase. Used to run on Sunday nights. Play nothing but local music for yeah. a whole hour. Yeah, that was, and that went on for a while. Yeah, man. That had like a little two-year run, man. It really and, peaked up, too. And it, I'll be honest, man. The first year 
was great. Mm. But the second year was a struggle. Yeah. Because it would come to a point where, you know, it would be those certain artists from the city that are constantly putting out music. And, you know, there's other people that bubble up that want their chance. So it was my role on the show was to make sure those other people got a chance. Yeah. Not to really rate the music. You know what I'm saying? Just play the music. Right. Much like I do with the radio station now. Right. Just just play it, man. This is what y'all want to hear. I'm going to give you what you want to hear. Right. So it was a small, not divide, but it was just a like, well, yo, these other dudes is really doing it. Play they stuff. Like, well, I got to get these other people a chance to be heard. You know what I'm saying? People want to hear them too. Yeah. And, and with that comes the lack of quality of music, the lack of audio sound, they're not going to the great Mo Beats. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They're doing definitely. it themselves. Yeah. Uh, so the quality of it dipped. And so the show dipped. And our program director at the time, Scott Sharp, my man, he pulled me into office one day. It's like, look, man, I know you love doing this. I know this is your pet project, man. But uh, we got to go back to regular format, man. This, unless you can get the numbers back up to where they supposed to be. We have to go back to regular format, man. It just is what it is. Like it's it's killing the ratings, it's killing the station. Well, not killing the station, right, but, but just not helping, not helping, yeah. pulling it down. At first, it was helping. Now it's not. It yeah. gave it a two year run, and I was like, man, forget it. We'll yeah. just. So I switched it to an online feature, so that way I had a little bit more control. I could started doing do sneakers and stuff too. I think. Yeah, I yeah, started doing I little that. sneaker blogs on there. Tried to open it up a little. Tried mm-hmm. started interviewing people. Try to let their personality get out there and uh, interviewed uh, people that had their own clothing lines, uh, DJs such yeah. as yourself. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of died out because, you know, just time and just like trying to get people to come in. So I just was like, man, I really would love to play these songs. So I went into the old system, dug up the songs, and I was like, asked our current program director, Ryan Drake, I was like, yo, man, what you think? He's like, think of what? <laughs> I was like, if we play these, it's like, Kev, you know where that's gonna lead, right? You know where that's gonna lead, right? I was like, well, let's just let me, let me, let me, let me hear me out. <laughs> Took some selling. Right. Like, it was more man. than just a quick thought. Like, yeah, you, it wasn't. You had, you had some thought into this. Because Ryan's my man. That's my dude, man. He's he's down for a lot of stuff that other programmers wouldn't be down for, man. Because he's, he's a hip-hop head and he understands, like, yo, Give the streets what they want, but at the same time, we have to give the masses what they want. Long story short, man, he allowed me to play some classic dating joints, man. We played some South Smoke, some CC Surface, some GTC, and of course, DeMarco. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, it was just felt good to play those songs on the air and then get a, such a positive feedback from the city. Right, man. I remember I remember uh, just turning on the radio at work, and like right at 12, you had said something to me like, going to be a classic one. <laughs> and I'm like, I was already locked in, and it just came on with the Marco intro. And I would have hinted how it came on. Yeah, yeah. That super soccer joint. Yeah, joke. man. And I'm just like, I'm sitting back, like, really, con- like, you kind of talked about it earlier, but, like, that that video you sent me was eight years ago. So we had to have a little grind before them eight years. So, like, it really made me sit back and, like, you've really been at this 10 years. Yeah, man. And it's like, it took some of those videos you sent me weeks ago to really, like, contemplate, like, 10 years of doing this mm-hmm. in the city. I mean, to go from, like you said, the way we had, where it was really a class of artists, it was a class of people that just opened up for everybody that came in the city and really brought 100 people with them. Yeah. To where every night we performed, it wasn't just like CC Server had the crowd or yeah. GTC had the crowd. Like, it was nights where, like, literally our crowd would be up and then our crowd knew I get it in, so we'd yeah. be up with them. And then both crowds knew GTC, you know what I'm saying? And this is like, it just turned into one mega nights. Yeah, man. So it really man, brought me back to all that. Video man. But, shoots. Yeah, man. Just, just see, just, and I even did that. I even went and watched the balling video again. <laughs> I dug up some old pictures and just looking at some of the people that like I've I've known for the, that time frame and how they look so young in these pictures and now they they they're here doing this. You know, it was just it was it was it was a flashback for sure. Yeah, man. That really stuff, really was dope, man. That's what I really wanted to give, man. I wanted the opportunity to give back to them dudes that definitely put it down, man, because you know, 
the way the station is formatted, man, we don't have an opportunity to play those local artists. And there's a lot of artists in the city that are doing a lot of dope stuff. But, I mean, you don't want to be that old guy and say, back in the day when these cats was doing it. Yeah. Nah. When them cats was doing it, <laughs> yeah. it was, you it know, was that really term happening. that's around now, a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was literally a man, movie. <laughs> I, try, I try to tell cats, man, like, like when I was talking about it with some friends, man, it's like we've really done some things in this area, which led to some things that I've done in my DJ career for 10 years that some DJs that are world famous probably have never done. Like mm-hmm. I've DJed two Royal Caribbean cruises. I've gone to L.A. numerous summers and rocked out celeb parties and Detroit for comedy shows. And it's like I've done some dope shit over the right. years. And it's like seeing all of like I remember watching that video, man, and seeing me hyping the uh, I I can remember that that whole time and space because I was on OPC's equipment for the first time, uh-huh. and I can remember it was a part when Smoke had cut the music, and I was trying to listen to the song but had the volume up, and so it started. He was like, "Cut it, cut it!" Like he had to say it like two, three <laughs> times. Like it was just some rookie stuff, you know. And I'm just laughing at, at all that. Like all that makes you what you are now. You right. Know? So when you carry yourself a certain way or feel a certain way, it's like it's dope. I think it's dope to go back and see the fumbles and see the the rookie moves and the volume cranked up too high, everything in the red, you know, <laughs> just trying to blast it. Like, you got to really grow with your craft. So. Yeah, man. And that was a, a point in my career where I was really in charge of handling Russ. Russ yeah. Parr, when he would come to town for his bus tours or uh, event out there at Central State. And, uh, you know, when they said they were coming to town, it was like, yo, we need some entertainment. And yeah, I, hey man, I holler straight at everybody like, yo, these is the dopest dudes in the city doing it. They got to be involved in it. And to throw that alley to somebody, the cast that was doing it, I was like, man, I got to get this on film. We got to get this going. Maybe, maybe this an alley oop them into something else. And to think back on it, man, to be trying to run a production <laughs> is <laughs> is funny, man, because I know that's especially a lot of. Uh, early in other people's career because I remember OP when he came out he was going to be doing some DJing like man I got to work that day he's like but I use a vacation day (laughs) I was about to say that was like my first 7 a.m. performance you know what I'm saying (laughs) yeah that's another thing that's early morning yo (laughs) that's Russ Park morning show we talking early we talking the morning show the 6 to 9 type thing man and it was it was funny to see like Royce back there with the old camera and like Cash still had that same hustler mentality they do now. But we were just really like it, it, it wasn't a problem to work together. And it was almost like if you're going to have us, you got to get him. Like everybody co-signed each other, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just dope to move like that for a time and space in the city. Good times, dope, man. Yeah, Good man. times, yeah. man. Like I said, man, when I retweeted the whole thing, you can grab it right now on our SoundCloud page, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> must, <laughs> must, must do, man. That's a definitely, if you if you ever party in the city and in, in, in that time and space, man, like, everybody knows these songs, man. So Absolutely, It's man. definitely something you want to, you know, check out for sure. Yeah, man. And uh, I, I tweeted out, man, just doing my part, man, without dope hip-hop music. Yeah. I couldn't do this. So a lot of people bash Hot One Two Nine. Yeah, a lot of people bash, but they yeah. don't. They just don't know. Yeah, you know, they bash it on on ignorance of just being emotional about something. Versus, yeah, I try not to be petty, mob. Yeah, hey, hey, it's hard. It's hard not you, to you be petty, mob. <laughs> you better than me. Working at the VA that made me real petty. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. Like them, them older vets come in with the, you know, they retire this, retire that, and they feel like they, you know, some of them entitled. You know, yeah, they are. Yeah, but it's just how you present it to, and especially mm-hmm. you present it to someone that's just like you. I'm just younger than you, but I got the same entitlements. Mm-hmm. So it's like you giving it to me because you're mad about something, but I'm supposed to be professional and just take that. Like I take that, take that. I be petty. Catch me trying to check in to get their glasses fixed. So I don't check them in. <laughs> they be waiting 20 minutes. Come up there. They ain't called me yet. Oh, let me. I'll double check. See, they should be calling. Then I check them in. Like I'm, I've been petty. I ain't gonna lie to you. I've man. been petty at work. <laughs> so yeah, I, I commend you on that because it gotta be hard, especially with music, because you know that's something everybody loves. And everybody it's like, has a passion for music. Like man. you bashing the station, but not knowing that maybe people within the station are on your side and just know the game. You yeah, know? So, man, it's a it's a game. Yeah. It's it a is. game. It's definitely play a game, it. man. Gotta play it. And Everybody knows that. Gotta woo-sigh <laughs> during my petty moments. Right. But, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But if uh, anybody want to check it out, man, it's up there on our SoundCloud page, man. Definitely check it out. Share it. 
you was in the city during that wave, man, I know you definitely would enjoy it, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, we got a special pod. And what did you, you, you text me? What did you call it? Hashtag? <laughs> oh, let me look. It's funny. Um, hold on. Hashtag. Where is it at? There it is. I said hashtag thinking about the pod while high. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I was uh I was just sitting back, man, and it was like I think it would be kinda dope to kinda have like a small, just a little like Q and A. Yeah. Like just some questions that maybe I wanted to ask you. You know, for the people that don't know, me and Kev have been cool over those ten years we just talked about, you know, but over the last I would say year, yeah, maybe year and a half. It's kind of grown into like a real friendship, and it's more than just what's up. Yeah, absolutely. So then it's like you know you, when you've been the DJ and he's been the radio dude, and I know I've always had a passion and a love for radio. It's like I've always had some questions about that side of it, but it's like it's always a time and space for that. Absolutely, and man. So it's like, hey, a little Q and A would be dope just to kind of dig into getting to know Kev more and Kev getting to know Kev more. So. Absolutely. So how you want to go? You want to go one and one, one and one? Yeah, that's or, cool. Oh, yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is going to be top five. He keeps asking me to give him a high five. High five. I'm going to give you to the college. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, hey, why not? Why not? Something different for the, for, the, for the pod, man. Let's do it, man. Go ahead, man. Um, let's what you see. got for me? Let's see. <laughs> we'll, we'll start off. We'll start off easy. Start uh. off easy. I wanted to know one place you haven't been that you've wanted to go. Ooh. Or that you like want to go to now. That you planned it or want to go to. You haven't been someplace. Man, um, I would love to go to San Diego. Hmm. My dad and my stepmom, they go every other year to San Diego. Um, and they just tell me how much fun they have, how beautiful the weather is out there. Like, yo, it's like. 75 right all day (laughs) (laughs) like who doesn't want to enjoy 75 degrees man you know us being in ohio and me growing up in cleveland especially man you know a snowy day ain't shit right you know what i'm saying (laughs) like i can remember days where it would start snowing at seven o'clock in the morning and then we're expected to get like five six inches of snow but the roads are clear so Get your ass to school. Right. <laughs> you need that snowstorm to happen like at three in the morning yeah. so you can miss school. Right. So that way back to back home from school is a bitch, but you got to be at school. Right. I can remember being at Wright State. We had a huge ice storm and school got shut down. It was one of the greatest things in the world. But like, man, I would love to be somewhere it don't snow. <laughs> I would love to be somewhere where it's 75 every single day. And, you know, they have lots of... um. I'm big into Comic-Con. They have a Comic-Con festival out there. So, like, I would love to go out there for that. Yeah. Like, just to be a part of an event. Like, I love traveling. I love going and doing things I've never done before. But going out there for Comic-Con, you know, they show movie trailers, especially the comic book movies and stuff like that. Me and my brother talked about this before. Like, man, we should go one year. So, that's definitely a place I want to go. Yeah, man. And an event that I want to go to. Well, well, well I'm going to say this, man. When, when the pod get a couple more sponsors, man, we're going to take this show on the road. We're going <laughs> to yeah! broadcast live. We're going to broadcast live from San Diego one time for Kev Nash. Man, man. that would be, <laughs> that would be a dream come true. Right, right. All right, got one for you. Start off light something It's a lot easy. easier to ask the questions. <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. nervous. No, this, this is gravy. This is gravy. This is, a, this is a layup, man. This is a layup, man. We're going to start with a layup. I'm going to say the, the hardest one for last for sure. All right. Your dumbest cop. Dumbest thing you ever spent money on. Man, oh, man. <laughs> the dumbest thing that I ever spent money on to date. Because <laughs> it's probably going to happen again. I ain't going to lie to you. Four, no, three years ago, talking to my homie Doc Strange, rest in peace, man. Mm-hmm. We used to always, like, when he would have a moment, just you know, into it, and I have a moment when I'm into it, or something ain't working. So his would be more so like, yo, you gotta check this out. This is dope. It'd be, you know, it'd lead to an hour conversation. Well, I had been researching. I had wanted to get some lights, mm. so I got these lights, but I had been researching like the light shows. And my wife had like the touchscreen PC, so I'm like, man, I could just put that right there, 
create these light shows and just be doing that while I'm DJing. So I spent $400 on this program. <laughs> oh, what? It's not even the light? No, no. It's, it's just the program. $400 on this program. <laughs> or like a, the little like a connector. Right. Where I would connect the light to that and that to the computer and be able to create light shows. Probably spent $100 on cables. Um, so I'm probably $500 invested into this. Open the stuff up. Set up my DJ stuff. Create just a simple like one light show and then a blackout. So I want to be able to play something and then like blackout. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? Right. Lights go crazy, you know. Like so, I spent hours doing that. Set it up in the house, and I go to DJ, and it was just like I couldn't. I didn't have enough hands. <laughs> like so, I'm trying to do this at home, and it's just not work. Like I was literally looking like I was, you know, doing a tennis drill, you know, <laughs> catching tennis balls, you know, or something. It was looking crazy. So I literally, in six hours, put it everything back in the box, and that program has just been sitting on my bookshelf for the last three years. Ugh. So I spent like $500 for six hours of play, <laughs> and I've yet to go back into it just because they were how daunting of a task it was. So to date, we'll say that was probably the worst $500 I've ever spent. Uh, what could you do with that $500 right now? Man, diapers, <laughs> some shoes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah, that was that was not bad, not bad. <laughs> Let's see where I want to go. Um, okay, since we was kind of talking about the city, we'll do this. Um, okay. What's the okay? So you've been working for the radio. You know, you you've we've done a lot of events in the city of Dayton and surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. So, what's the favorite event that you've been a part of in Dayton, Ohio? Oh man, that's uh, that's actually easy, man. Um. The Russ Parr bus tour, man. Um, people not familiar with Russ Parr, nationally syndicated morning show. Used to be on here uh, in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, they actually changed formats. They used to be a, kind of like a hip-hop morning show, but now they're more of an urban AC, trying to maybe in that lane of a time joiner. So their music has changed, but Russ is Russ. And Russ is such a great guy, man. And uh, my favorite bus tour that they um, came to town for by far was uh Sherry Dennis. She was on Bad Boy Records and uh she's from Cleveland also. So, you know, I was rapping with her, you know what I'm saying? She's from Shaker, I'm from Cleveland Heights, so we're chopping it up, you know what I'm saying? Roughly about the same age. So we actually knew some of the same people. So that was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. But the biggest also on that tour, that same leg, Chris Breezy. Okay. Right before uh Run It blew up. Yeah. The homie Trey Songs. And the night before the show, we're at your at the foundry. So I'm rapping with Trey Songs, just chopping it up. And he asks me, What a hose. <laughs> <laughs> so this is before he's like really trigger Trey Songs. This is Braves Trey Songs. Yeah, this is Braves Trey Songs. Okay, okay. And I was like, hey, man, the dude, he's cool as a fan, you know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying? I was like getting hoes for Trey Songs. It's like, this is fucking crazy, yeah. man. On Saturday night in the city. Uh, yeah. So he's like, it gives me the the like, you rolling look. Like, like we was getting in the van. They was getting in the van. It's like, yo, you got him. Like, you rolling right. Like, nah, man. My, I wonder. My, my girl, man. I would if my girl is like, oh, man. It's like, oh, man. Hey, you missing out. I'm going to ask you this. Was that, the, did he perform that night? Or did he not perform? He didn't perform that That's night. That's the same. I have the I have the same story of the same <laughs> night, but didn't even know you like that then. Okay. Me and Smoke was sitting up on the little couches yep. up there on the left, if you're yep. facing the stage on the left, mm-hmm. and he came in off that side door, chilling for a minute. So he was talking about some money. He went back out, came back in, and then all of a sudden, within like 10 minutes, it was just bitches all on the couch. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Smoke was sitting there like, and we knew probably like eight of the ten bitches <laughs> on the couch. So we just sitting there like, damn, look at so-and-so. Man, that's the one chick that grew up down the street from us. Like, she's a little young and that done turned 19 now. Like, <laughs> so she we, ready. Yeah, so we watching all this. It seemed like the promoter or somebody came up to him. And he was like, bro, if you don't got my money, right, I'm not performing. And yep. it was like one of those. Yep. So then he sat there for a little while longer. And they kind of just said, fuck it. And all the bitches was like, he rolled back to the bus. They all got on the bus, and the bus really pulled off. Because me and Smoke are standing at the door looking, talking to the security dude, like, he left. 
Yeah. The, the club was packed, waiting for Trey to perform. Yep. Because I, 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 <laughs> I helped set that up. Yeah. I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? He, he'll perform, but he ain't going to have to pay him. I was like, how much? I was like, I don't know. Find out when you get there. <laughs> right. Got him in the club. I was like, boom, boom. <laughs> and he was like, oh, they ain't got the money. I'm out. Right. And he's like, you rolling? I was like, mm, can't. <laughs> but the best part about the absolute best part about that bus tour was I got to meet 8-Ball and MJG. That's dope. Fucking 8-Ball and MJG, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't get hype for, you know what I'm saying, a lot of things, man, but I got hype when I met 8-Ball and MJG. I got hype when I met uh, Pusha T and Malice from the Clips. I got hyped when I met Nelly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just certain dudes that's like, man, yo, you a legend. And I mean, I know Clip's not legendary status to a lot of people, but in my mind, they're one of my favorite uh, yeah. rap groups of all time. So when I meet people like that, I got to meet Fab before. So it's like, yo, dudes that I really fucks with, I get hyped. But when I met 8-Ball mm -hmm. and MJG, yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah, you. I told him dudes, I was like, man, y'all don't even know, dog. <laughs> it's like, what you know about this? Like, look, man. I know. Right. I know. <laughs> this this get snake, let's take this photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for me. <laughs> yeah. That, I don't, I rarely do that, man. Like, um, a lot of people that used to work here with the station with me, you know, they got, they'll post their throwback Thursdays of people and like, oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And like, I really don't have too many of those pictures because not to say I don't care, but it's like, all right, man, like, I, there's a, like you said, time and place for everything. Yeah. So, I don't really think about it like that when I'm in the moment. I'm just trying to make yeah. sure we get the job done, make sure our listeners are happy because that's what we're really here for, to right. make our listeners happy. And if I can snag a photo later after, you know what I'm saying, the business is done, we can do that. But that time, yeah. no, nah, we got to get this picture. It's A-Ball right. and MJG, bro. On a similar <laughs> level, I got pictures with a lot of people over the years I've DJed with at parties that they was at that I'm actually spinning records from and blowing my mind. And I'd be about to post that stuff. And I'm the king of like have the picture ready, the post typed up, and just be like, nah, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I just hold on to it for whatever reason. It just don't yeah. feel like the right time and space to do it. So I'm the king of that. Yeah, man. So yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, man. All right. A little harder, a little bit harder, man. But still, some, still a little light, man. <laughs> How did you propose to your wife, man? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Um, me and my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> oh shit! We was no. I'm, I'm talking about the wife. Okay, she was just the girlfriend. <laughs> um, found out that we were having a child. Okay, right. So I had always said to myself, the girl that is lucky enough <laughs> to get this no, <laughs> not, to, to get pregnant by me, I want to give a hundred percent to the cause mm -hmm. i'm not gonna be out here slut bucketing away my <laughs> life i'm gonna take a seat you know and figure out a plan because now we are responsible for someone right and now that becomes more important to me than anything else so we you know talked about it talked about it, talked about it and we basically was like we gonna get married and i'm like yeah so we riding down the street we lived in Fairborn at the time. And I'm like, well, let's just go look at some rings real quick. She like, cool, you know, Fairfield Mall, a couple right. jewelry stores up there. We just popped into, I think, what is that? Um, you got your pick uh, of the litter. You got K, you got Rogers. Rogers is where we went. Rogers. Shouts out to Rogers. Yeah. Got yeah. mine there, too. Yeah. <laughs> so we went there. Great financing option, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Looked at some rings and kind of got an idea of what she wanted. So... uh. Continue our day. That next morning, I'm the king of getting up early. You know, I'm always up early. So I got up early. I like I was going to the gym. I think I did go to the gym, but just waited until the stores opened afterwards. I went back the next day and bought the ring. Mm. So I had already in my mind had been saving up for that, but just was just not pulling the trigger until it was like, <laughs> I'm falling down, about to get shot. <clears throat> Save my life, you know. <laughs> I was waiting for the last second to pull the trigger. <laughs> so got the ring, man, and just literally on some morning shit when she woke up, you know, had breakfast and just when she woke up, I was just on the knee on the bed, like, we gonna we gonna do this or what? <laughs> and she was like, Hell yeah. <laughs> so that's what I knew. I'm like, man, she's 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 dope. She's she's the mental 
stimulation that I need aside from all the other stuff that men need. You right. Know, she was she was just that person. So we've been rolling, man. We've been dope, you know, dope. It, How long y'all been married? Coming up on nine years, man. Coming up on nine. Yeah, man. We've Woo. been we've been at this thing for a minute. It's been bumpy. It's been, you know, no guardrails on the side of the road, but <laughs> We still got a car and we're still driving. Roll into so, the yeah, wheels, fellas. Yeah, man, we coming up on five. What <laughs> we coming up on five in August, bro. I can't believe it. I was talking to her about it the other day. I was like, yo, we're going to be married for five years yo. in August. It's like, so it seemed like 10, don't it? <laughs> I was the, like, tell me about it. The moment I had that really, like, man, it really set me, like, back in, like, damn. When Camille was almost one, we got married in November. Her birthday's in January. So mm-hmm. she was almost one, we got married. But if you think back, when Obama got elected. Mm. So we have a picture of me and her and Camille, like, squatted down in front of our TV as he's giving that first speech. Because it was just like, we got a black, you know, just everybody was just like, ah! So we got that picture. So now, come back around, I was watching the news, and I saw an article of a girl who was like eight or nine years old at that time, and she's like, from third grade to my junior year, I've known nothing but President Obama. So that's a lot of time, you mm-hmm. know. And it just was like, damn, Camille and Carmen, this is their first switch. Mm-hmm. They, for her whole life, it's been Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, damn, I've been, that's eight, it's been eight years. <laughs> like, eight years is eight years. You think about it in that way. So Y'all should have took a picture with the baby <laughs> and when Trump was doing his inauguration, man. No, no. <laughs> no y'all, y'all can just timestamp it. Y'all <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> no. Like four years later, hopefully right. it's just four. Hopefully. Or maybe even shorter. All right, I got, I got a good one for you. Okay. What's the most expensive pair of shoes no, you have this bought? Nigga here. <laughs> this nigga here. Oh, uh, I know you into them. I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to really get into some sneakers, man. Uh, don't so, do it. Don't do, so, trust me. Don't do it. <laughs> this, I know you into them. This you is had a bag. to have blown a bag on on one man. Pair. Like, I got it. I got. I got three stories. <laughs> Quick ones, man. Actually. Uh, when my homeboy Peanut he got married out in Vegas, he uh, lived out in Vegas, so wifey and I go out there for a little trip. You know what I'm saying like, all right, man, this be a little perfect little vacation. Get, see my homeboy get married, so they got this store out there called Crossover, and uh, I'm in there looking around, looking around. You know, phone posits. You know what I'm saying they go for like two fifty, so I'm like, oh man, I always wanted a pair, never caught the pair. Saw some at the outlet one time for like one fifty. Didn't cop like a dummy. And I'm like, man, I never going to find some phone posits for that price again. So, you know, I'm in Vegas. You know what right. I'm saying? We went out. <laughs> we having a good time. Luggage, all that shit. They had some phone posits on sale out there for 120 I was like, damn, I should cop. I was like, shit. Got fucking luggage. I got to get this shit back home. I can't right. do this shit. So I was like, fuck it. We left out the store. I was like, nah, fuck that. I, I'm not passing up on this deal again. <laughs> Went back and copped them shits. Shoved them hoes in my damn bag. <laughs> put them on the scale when we was leaving the airport, man. You know, you get like 50 pounds. That shit came down to 49.5. I was like, <laughs> Box all crushed up when we got back to Dayton. But uh, that's definitely not the most expensive pair. So, actually, the most expensive pair, it's funny you asked that, was purchased on <laughs> Friday night. No shit. No shit. That's no hilarious. shit. I got them. Um, it's the Air Jordan 1 Top 3s. And uh, they came to $300. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was... uh Yeah, I, I've been wanting them. What are they again? Uh, Jordan top threes. They some ones, but like they got the combination of like all the colors in them. So like one shoe is like black, red, and white, and then the other one is like black, blue, and white. So yeah, yep, those are those right there. Okay. <laughs> so the retail price was only like one fifty, but like they sold out online. They didn't release here in Ohio, so I was like, fuck, how I'm gonna get these shits. So, like, they got consignment shops in uh, Vegas. So, I've been watching them for a minute. They were, like, 350 mm. So, I figured I got a deal. <laughs> 
So yeah, that literally just happened on Friday. So <laughs> shout out to me. Shout to the weekend <laughs> overtime. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I need that to pay for those. Damn I can't believe I just bought them, but fuck it. Oh well. Hey man, you can't I take do. it with you, right? Absolutely not, man. I work hard. That's yeah, why. I, that's how I justify hey, it. I tell the wife all the time, like I'll go months, months without buying nothing for myself. It's all about them, the fam, making mm-hmm. sure everybody's straight. You know, da, da, da. and then it's like. I binge and spend like six hundred <laughs> and buy like the the FedEx man coming to the door with like eight boxes. You know, I'm like so I've I've tell her when I'm about to hit that order now, but it's like we don't we don't do this, you know, we we, we always taking care of them, making sure they straight, you know. It's okay to do this every now and then. We don't mm-hmm. we don't do this every check, we don't do this every month. So it's like, yeah, it's a little in the bank account, but we're gonna get it back. So, get it right yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, that's you how you justify that yourself. it. That's you got to. Yeah, you got to take care of yourself. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to step it up a little bit, man. Oh. If you didn't join the military, where would you be today? Man. I'd be bad off. I um I say that in the sense of I knew what my mentality was at 18 years old when I, or 17 when I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. I knew at 15 when I started fucking <laughs> <laughs> that I was not mentally strong enough to leave home, go to college, be successful in doing what I'm there to do mm-hmm. and not be on these chicks, man. Yeah. So it was like I was scared of college for that reason. All my friends was wanting to go. And I was reserved to it, like, nah, man, I ain't, I'm going to figure it out, but it ain't going to be school right away. You know, it's like, because I knew what I would be doing. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, and knowing, and really taking the time to be like, okay. That's a mature decision, yeah, though, real yeah. talk. And, and, and I took the time to really be, to really think about it and say, my mom been a single parent her whole life. She busted her ass and worked two jobs to give me braces because my teeth was fucked up. She and, and I wore the retainer for two weeks after I got them off, and teeth moved all around since. You know, but it's like you think about those things. I, even at that age, when I was getting the brand, I'm like she's working two jobs to give me these braces. Mm-hmm. She's been grinding this long for these amount of you know, just working hard for us to make sure we ain't on Section Eight and making sure we ain't this. So I took the time like. She would have to help me with college. So mm. she would be grinding again. And I would just be out here t- fucking. I, I, I just knew what I'd be doing. <laughs> I knew what I would be doing, man. So so I took the time to be like, that's not for me. So, But it, if military wasn't an option and I was going that route, I knew that I would be probably have some kids at the young age. I knew I'd probably be done left this school because I'm running from these bitches or you know like who knows man so that child support the mil- yeah and, and so imagine all that building up in you and literally the reason why I'm in went to the military was because of my cousin and his dumb ass saying we're gonna play football for the military and I <laughs> believed it and we went through that whole process and he didn't even pass the ASVAB test to even pick a job for the military and mind you I'm already at Columbus at the MEPS Taking my occupation, so wow. But I did all that on my own and came home. and was like, Mom, I'm leaving for boot camp in 28 days. That's and how you I, left at what age? What? I was 19. Okay, I left in 01. I was 19, and uh, I mean, I sprung it on her with three and a half week notice that I'm going to the military. You know, and we have wow. her brothers in the Air Force, and some, we have a lot of cousins and family members that were Air Force. But me being the mixed kid in the family, I'm I'm different. So Mm -hmm. I went to the Army purely for that reason. Wow. Now, a year into it, I was like, fuck, I should have went to the Air Force. (laughs) Fuck was I thinking? They knew something I didn't know. But all in all, man, like that, so having that mindset of that young and just young and dumb and fucking the first thing you see walking, like having that all and going to the military, like it really changed my life. I learned how to respect people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something I carry with me and put into my children twenty four seven. You know, is respecting each, your, your strangers. You know, I'm a per- people's person. So just all those things that I've grown into to become mm-hmm. was because of the military. Because I, I took the time to literally break my. They broke me down to. I'm calling home crying that first week Oof. to build you back up to what you know person you are now. So I would have been lost without the military, brother. I ain't gonna mm. lie to you. 
would have been Man. lost. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't have your lovely family. I'm saying you'd be a totally different yeah. person, man. I'd probably have five kids and be <laughs> somewhere else, not in Ohio. I'd probably been running <laughs> on the run from city to city, <laughs> on the run for real. And, and right. one thing I want to say okay. too about that, real quick, all that happened in '01. So now I get to Oklahoma, and three weeks later, 9/11 happens, and the army really becomes the army. Right. <laughs> this ain't just for yeah. play play. It was ten years of peacetime from between Desert Storm and that. And Man, it was I like, got homies that were in the military during the peacetime. They got in and got out. Yeah, that was the plan. I was doing four, and I was getting out. I didn't had no ambitions of being a career. Only thing that entices you to that is, I'm 19. I could be 39 with a retirement check. That's the only thing that, in being about to be 35 now, you sit back like, damn, I would only have four years left. And it's like, well, that wasn't for me, you know? Right. Because if if something jumps off now, and when you're just chilling in your different states and and, and playing army now it becomes you need to learn this stuff because now we about to go to really Iraq in 03 mm-hmm. and really be thinking you about to die like mm-hmm. who gonna have my back I'm gonna make sure you know what the fuck you doing because I need She's you to be real. watching my back you know so it, it, it got real for real quick <laughs> it just wasn't <laughs> jumping jacks and push ups huh it was really awesome playing army it's that we like really learning how to do this the right way because we want to come back home like taking that extra time Hey, yeah! <laughs> Glad you made it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Was my, whose turn was that? It's your Mine? turn, boss. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. More. Okay. What would be your advice for someone wanting to get into the radio business? A young college student at school, somebody Man. in high school that's wanting to do it. I got so many thoughts about it. It's a it's a tough business to get into. No, no, no bullshit. Um. My biggest thing, because a lot of companies have cut back on internships for multiple reasons, um, for insurance reasons. Um, there's also rules from the FCC that you can't have an intern do something you have a paid employee to do. Mm. Um, so, for instance, like, hey, man, we want to have the interns come out to... Um, they're having a food truck rally in Troutwood, uh, so we want to be out there all day. So interns, take the truck out there, pop a tent, play some music, play some games for like seven hours. So, all right, we got Johnny, who's been wanting hours all week. Like, man, I need some hours, I need some hours. Like, well, we let the interns go work your hours. Yeah. Can't do that. Yeah. So internships have been dialed back a lot at a lot of radio stations for me when i interned at the radio station it was a dope internship program you interned here or somewhere i else? interned here okay it was set up where um i had to do i did a week with the sales department so you know what i'm saying you come you dress up as a salesperson you know what i'm saying you better come in with a tie shirt some slacks i spent the day spent a whole week with a different salesperson going out on sales calls you know what I'm saying? Being a gopher, going to get the coffee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doing that shit, going to pick up the donuts. And I'm not driving the station vehicle. I got to ride my own whip to go get this yeah. shit. So then another week I spent with the traffic department. People not familiar with radio. The traffic department is the home where we hold all the commercials. So they're responsible for putting the commercials in the right station system. So learn how to do parts of traffic. Like you got to know the cart numbers. You got to know this. You got to know the length of a spot. Oh man, this spot is supposed, this commercial is supposed to be 15 seconds. It's 16 seconds. Send the shit back. They got to recut it. Got to be 15 seconds because time is very valuable. Right. Because um, a stop set, which is everything in between commercials. So those commercials, if we only sell five minutes of it and you done sold, Everybody makes their commercial a second over. We're over. Can't be over. Got to be on time. So we run it. Got to learn how to deal with that stuff. Then you go work with the program directors for a week. So each week I was working with a different program director, learning how to do selector, learning how to do the ins and outs, how to schedule music. Then majority of the time is worked in the promotions department where you're out at events, popping up the tents, working the summertime, hot ass yeah. 4th of <laughs> July events, you know, 
doing the MLK march, actually having to do the march, not just riding the truck, right. going out to take pictures. So my internship was great. Um, so my thing about it is, since their internships have started going away, you got to get in there any way you can. And once you get your foot in that door, do what the fuck they tell you to do. Yeah. If you really want it, like for real, like if you really want it and find out what you're good at, because a lot of people want to come in there and they want to just jump on the microphone. I want to be on the radio. I want to be on the radio. I want to do this. I want to do that. And not everybody's cut out for it. it. It took me a long time to get on the air. And my career path has going this way that way i wanted to only do promotions but then i saw opening to be on air so ah, i'll do a little bit on air but in radio today you have to be able to do promotions you have to be able to cut commercials you have to be a good on air personality you have to do lots of website blogs you have to do a lot more than you used to have to do and instead of just like oh man i want to be the next Charlemagne, i just want to go in there act crazy it's it's a lot that goes into it but my biggest advice for someone would be, you know, the ICB does help. Um, going to a four-year institution like a Wright State and having a communication degree does help. You don't necessarily have to have those to be in radio. It helps, but the on-the-job training is the best training. So when you get in, if you get in, make your mark known. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your best availability, being available. You know what I'm saying? If, hey, we need somebody to run the board on Christmas night. I'll do it. People remember that shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And when, when you become somebody that can be counted on to do the shit the right way, mm-hmm. fuckers look at you. I do like, that every damn day at my job. Because <laughs> there's so many people in the, in the government to where this is the small things that I agree with Trump and then he just blows them up. The government <laughs> do need to downsize, I think, because there's a lot of people that's A, burnt out, Mm-hmm. Be riding away. We got people that just this, this guy just got fifty years in the food service. Like you've been in there fifty years. Let somebody else get that spot. Riding like, that way, <laughs> yeah. Buddy. Like it's a lot. And then there's people that just they know the system. They know the game. They mm-hmm. know. We post like half hour lunches and fifteen minute breaks. They be gone thirty minute breaks and hour lunches. And it's like they work become your work. Yeah. Because the doctors find people they can rely on to be like, so and so need an appointment next Friday for this, and I want him or or tomorrow for this. If I send this to so and so, she might not get it till tomorrow because she mm, bullshit. Right. You know, so you start getting all that. So I, you got to be if you if you want something, you got to like you say, be available because people will remember who they can depend on. And then when it comes to something that's for you, we can have him do that. Yep. He's, and that and that's how I got on at the station. That's how I progressed in my career. Another good example. Uh, she works for us now, Robin. She was at Central State. She was working part-time, and I'll be totally honest, and I'll tell this to her face, man. First, when she started, she was on the borderline of like, yo, we just going to have her do this, like, <laughs> and we going to phase her out. Right. But she wanted. She was like, okay, I know I haven't been doing great, but, you know, if y'all can just work with me a little bit more, and I, I can get it. And she started to get it, and, like, the light bulb went on, and then she was available. Being available, like, yeah, I, I'll do it. I'm here. I'm whatever. I'm here. We can do it. I'm, I'm available. Mm. And once she started doing that, it's like, okay, all right. She she holding it down. All right, we're going to let you do an overnight shift. Just doing the overnight shift. It's like, man, she been holding it down, man. When Party Man left the station, mm-hmm. it was like, man, we got to fill this spot, but we got to find the right person. We came straight to her because she's been the most reliable, sounded good on the air. It's like, yo, we want you to hold down this spot until we find somebody. She's like, okay. And she had a, she was working her full-time job, and she was helping us out on air. So now she's our permanent weekend person. You know what I'm saying? So she got a, week, she got a weekend shift, like not no overnight. So she's on the air from 2 to 7 on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm. Like we opened up that Sunday slot for her. It was like, yo, you earned it. Yeah. Go do your thing. You right. earned it. You out here grinding. That's dope. So see, like, it's been instances before, like at the radio station, where when people would take vacation, we have to extend the shift. Like, all right, well, Kev, you on the air from ten to five now because Drake's on vacation. Now we ain't got to do that. We know we got somebody we can rely on. Like, hey, I'm on vacation. You're on the air <laughs> for me that week. Right. Peace. <laughs> right. So that's what it's about, man. When you get your foot in the door, yeah. you grind that shit out. Yeah. 
don't be afraid to express yourself and to be yourself. That's the best part about people. But most importantly, learn what you're supposed to learn at that moment. Mm. Don't jump the gun. I've always like people felt... want to jump that gun so fast. They want to crack that mic so bad. And yeah, I feel them. Yeah. They want to be felt... stars. Everybody want to be stars. <laughs> I feel like radio has always been like, well, anything in life has been not what you know, who you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like radio has really been that way because yeah. it really becomes like, like to me, it seems impossible to, to to on the outside looking into break into radio, but then when you break it down to like the different departments and different things, mm-hmm. it's like it's like with anything, you just got to get your foot in the door, mm-hmm. you know. So if you really want something, not just radio, anything, sometimes sometimes you gotta just take that take that entry position to be able to work it and be like, okay, well, in five years, I'm gonna try to be here mm-hmm. you know, and, and map out your success. That's what it's about, man. Yeah, man. Dope, I, dope, man. Yeah, man. All right. We're going to step it up. This Uh-oh. is stepping up even more. Uh-oh. All right. Your mans. Shot Smoke. Yeah. 100 grand. Yeah, man. So let's just say, for instance, he signs that deal. He signs that deal. He gets a phone call from the great Snoop D-O-double-G and Wiz Khalifa. and say, hey, man, we want you to be the opener for the Up and Smoke Tour 2.0. Yeah. Cause I know that's right on his way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, they're hitting, I don't know, sixty cities from July until August. You're his DJ, right? Yes, sir. You're the official Shot Smoke DJ. Lifer, lifelong member. What you gonna do? I'm you need me to pick up some zigzags on the way. <laughs> that easy, not what even you, a thought. What you need me to do, I'm there. You on tour. On tour. That easy. But well, that wasn't a hard question at all. And the only reason why it wasn't, because for the last two months, me and my wife have been talking about this. Um, I'm not going to get too, too deep into it, but Shot Smoke has really had some avenues that have presented themselves. And it's got to a point now where some decisions are really about to be made for, for it all. You know, mm-hmm. like, so the, the, the talks have been, you know, if. Her only is her, her only. Th- she made me feel so good about this decision. Her only statement to me was when I presented her with my whole ten-page packet <laughs> trying to sell this to the wife. You know, her PowerPoint own, presentation. Yeah, her only thing is the income that you're losing, if it's going to be replaced, or replaced in a manner that you know, because a lot of people don't know DJs. They're not just going on tours and making a hundred k. You know, some DJs might only get five hundred. Some DJs might get a thousand. Some mm-hmm. DJs might, you know, it ain't like life changing money. Right. You know, but if you got four shows a week, five shows a week, okay, well, she said, as long as that income is replaced, she cool. So now it's like, what about time of me gone and on the road and all that? She like, well, I know what the ultimate goal is, us to you know have our lives in a better place. So she cool with that grind. So I'm like, well, I better stop asking questions because she cool. <laughs> right. So now the really had the thought has been preparing ourselves for a maybe a move, putting some goals in place to, you know, stock up the savings in case we have to make a move. And then even deeper than that, man, it got so much deeper because I presented my mom with the with the thought, <laughs> you know, mama's boy, uh, talking about going to the west coast mm. and i and i hit her with it man and her first i'm expecting that 20 minute lecture about life and your priorities and i'm just expecting one of those from moms and her her reply to all that was i've only really been in oh she's tired of winners too in ohio i've right. only really been in ohio for my mom and her, her parents and and me you know I was in every sport and just you know we just was born and raised here but she was had no qualms with being somewhere else mm-hmm and she said to me, well, maybe that might be an opportunity for us to really come together and get everybody straight. And I'm like, what you mean? She's like, what if I went and we got a house and smoke come and I'm there and Mika there, and Mika's sister there, and we all just putting in on this compound where we all get able to save some money too. Mm-hmm. And it was like, whoa. This is mom's talking about it. I'm like, okay, bet. And I'm like, well, I kind of explained to her what's happening with smoke, and explained to her what's happening with just my fam. And she was more so 
it's just in the very beginning stages of talking about it, but it wasn't shut down right away. So All it's right. like it giving me hope. So, Nothing bigger than yeah, family having support, that support, man. man I'm telling you, it, it the, t- to dream about something, but being shunned from it from everybody, just it wears on people. Mm-hmm. I, I look at it as a Tiger Woods effect. Tiger Woods been a great golfer for the last three, four years. He's been fucked up in every aspect <laughs> of his life. I mean, right. Women, his body, you name it. <laughs> so it's like. All day long, he just withdrew from a tournament. So all you hearing all weekend is, is Tiger Dunn. It's t- every time he get hurt, it's Tiger Dunn. He had a back spasm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, anybody that plays sports, we've had a back spasm. It's not necessarily it's career ending for you. It's but but you got you to stop. Yeah, you got to stop. So, But I just look at it as like he always getting that negative, 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 negative. The only thing that's keeping him probably afloat is he got $700 million in the bank to like, fuck y'all. You know? <laughs> Somebody that don't have that and getting negative, 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 that has to wear on you to where it's like, well, fuck my dreams. I got to, you know, do something else. But to have that uh, uh, support, man, it makes you dream bigger. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the, the 2017 and all aspects of it, man. It's it's, a, it's time for change, man. Yeah, man. It would take the pie to a totally different level. I know oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it would. It would. Live it, from the road. Hey. You down was. there in Austin, Texas, right. at South by Southwest. What's popping? I got so and so with me. Okay. <laughs> dope, dope. Speaking what? of the pot, yeah. That was. I had a question for you. That was one of my questions. I had. All right, all right. Ooh, Where no... do you see the podcast this time next year? What is mm. your vision and goals for this? Man, pod? vision and goals for this pod, man, is next level, man. Yeah, definitely next level. I want to have sponsors. Yeah, for our podcast, I want to. Be able to, you know what I'm saying, do a road show for our podcast. I want to do gatherings for our podcast. You know, uh, I want to have a merch line for our podcast. Mm -hmm. I want to get, you know what I'm saying, bigger names on our podcast. We've had Tony Rock on our podcast. You know what I'm saying? We had Brandon McKinney on our podcast. We got dudes that played in the NFL. We've had guys been in movies and TV shows. You know what I'm saying? We've had our own local celebrities on our podcast. Mm-hmm. I just see it growing because the avenues and the connections that we both have is is something that not everybody has, you right. know, and the abilities and, you know what I'm saying, stuff that we're fortunate enough to be able to do because of our connections, you know what I'm saying, is a it's something that we can do, and it's all about planning and making sure we're doing it the right way exactly. and learning from any mistakes that we make along the way. But within the next year, man, I I want to have that live road show. Yeah. Definitely want to yeah. get a couple live road shows under our belt and get to that level where we got some merch out there. Exactly. And I, I did that question for a reason, man. I, number one, first and foremost, I really feel like this pod is going to change our lives, man. I believe in it that much. You know, I, like, People that I'm sure y'all know by now, we 43 in. Like, we commit to this every week, every 100%. Sunday, man. So it's like, I've always, you know, we've heard this a thousand times. I mean, you hear it in music, you hear it in sport. When like-minded people get together, like, you can really make something happen. And like you said, when we like-minded with the people that we've met and known and connections that we've made along the way, it's like, when when you really take the, take a, take a, take the, a second to grab it, organize it, and do it the right way, like, it can really be something. Mm-hmm. And it's happening. I like the fact that we just ain't, you know, putting it on every chance we get on the radio or putting it on every party flyer that I'm doing just to be doing that. Like, right. we, it's happening organically. Our yeah, fan absolutely. base is growing organically. You know, we get the people that hit us up on that Tuesday at 10 o'clock, like, ha, 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 this, or mm-hmm. I'm going to send you all my top five of that. And, like, yeah. it's happening the right way. Yeah. So, like, I did that because I want to come back to this pod when we're talking about Super Bowl 52 <laughs> and, and just really, like, see where we at. You yeah. Know? So, I think that's really— Absolutely, yeah. man, because, I mean, I just see the ability of um, podcasts in themselves, man. You know, you know, you look at other people's podcasts and you—I look at the the numbers and the reach that they have. You know, Charlamagne has his podcast with mm-hmm. shows and, you know, they do road shows. Uh, DJ Envy has his and, and the reach that they're getting. And not only— those super famous people, but you know, you know, Tax Stone, yeah. you know, he's but he's uh, uh locked up at the moment. <laughs> right. I don't even know what to say, but you know, he's out, little, out, out the way right now. Yeah, he's a little preoccupied, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, you know, you think about a dude that got out of jail and said, I'm gonna do a podcast, mm-hmm. and his shit just 
blew up yeah. because of his personality and his aggressiveness and the types of interviews and the people he was able to put on his podcast. And it happened organically. It wasn't like he had sponsors, you know what I'm saying? He just did it. Right. And it happened. And right. that's what we're doing. We're doing it and we're making it happen and it's growing. And that's how things happen organically, yeah. man. Yeah, that's what it's about, man. I'm I'm 100% into that team mentality just as a person. I love – I was the guy in sports that would dive and get the rug burn on on the ground to catch the ball from going out of bounds just so that we can not lose 10 to 7. <laughs> you know, we need that 8. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was just that guy. So, But that whole concept of working together with somebody that's passionate about something as you are, like that's what keeps me literally alive. Like That's mm-hmm. what keeps me wanting this more and more and more. So I'm all about just that. Absolutely, Going man. You know, mentality. you know, you hear so many people talk about, oh, I'm a grind. I'm going to do this when this. I'm going to do that, that. But it takes consistency, a passion about it to make it happen. You know, I've thought about doing a podcast for for years for like, man, I should do something like that. Or I should do this. Or I should do this. I have an avenue to do this. I should do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you never pull the trigger on it. Right. And to, you know what I'm saying, you and I link up and we do it. And now we're 42, 43 in. Yeah. It's like, man, we're not only talking about it. We're actually doing it. And right. it's something that um, when we don't do it, it feels weird. Like, right. damn, like when we took our little hiatus for yeah. Christmas, we're like, man. Supposed to be doing Yo, something right now. And ain't it turned in, we did. I think we did two weeks. Yeah, we took a two week break. I got just... hit up. I got hit up from my <laughs> my boy Mike. Is like, hey, where the pod at, dog? I was like, oh man, we on a break. It's like a break. Ain't no breaks. I need this, dog. I'm driving to work. <laughs> right. It's like, man, I'm not even in the city. I'm right. the, I'm home. He's like, man, y'all bullshit. That's when so, you know you really got something when you're excited to put in those 10,000 hours to be great at something. Absolutely. When you, when you man. miss putting in those 10,000 hours, so we. We just at it, man. At it, at it, going at it. Yeah. All right, the hardest question of all for you, brother. Uh oh. <sighs> uh oh. Fix your bangles. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, big and big. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, man, listen. Marvin gotta go. <laughs> Don't like okay, Listen, I'm about to put my hoodie on. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Okay, Marvin gotta go. That's one. We can keep Dalton, AJ, you know, our star. I like I I still believe in Dalton, man. I, I believe in Dalton to the extent of at worst case scenario, he can he can lead a young stud that we can get at QB to be great in three, four years. He can he can manage that at worst case scenario. Cause he knows the game. Mm-hmm. He's athletic enough to get you that third and five. I need that seven yard scramble. Like he's he can do that for you. I feel that the Bengals have been too long okay with taking the guy that's a troubled somewhere else and feeling like his skill set is more important than him as an individual. I feel like over the time and you had those people that do that, it just ultimately doesn't lead to anything. You know, you might have the year when we had T.O. and Ocho. Mm-hmm. And we was the talk of, you know, Sports Center every Sunday because Chad grabbing cameras and T.O. doing whatever. It was Celebration City every time they scored, you mm-hmm. know. But I think fixing them was going to lead to you need that Belichick mindset. You need that Tomlin mindset. You need that Bill Cower mindset. You know, you need just that guy that – Fuck everybody else. We about to get this together. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do this the right way. I think having like like uh, Burfick on there, great football player. Everybody that's played sports know a guy that was great but was too worried about the streets or mm-hmm. too worried about bitches yeah. or too worried about something else and was letting his talent go to waste because he was doing other things. I feel like Burfick just can't get over the fact of being – that he want to be that guy. He want to be the bad guy. Yeah, he wants to be the villain and knocking somebody. He love that. We love that. <laughs> but do it in week four. Don't do it when you know they watching you because you done did it to ten people all year. So every time you do it, whether it's close or not, they just automatically fucking burfing. You know, like fifteen. It's people like that, man, that just bring the organization down, man. I think, but ultimately, man. I wish we were San Diego sometimes. <laughs> we need to move out of damn Cincinnati. She's going in yeah, right yeah, now. It's, it's bad, man. It's, it's, it's too much of 
up until the last this past year, but it was too much of we win the division or we in the hunt for the division. But soon as Wild Card Sunday come, we on the t- TV. We couldn't get that one or two spot, and by Monday we on the couch. Man, I put it to you like this, man. I saw the great AJ Green, who, in my humble opinion, I think AJ Green is the best receiver in the NFL. Even though I am a Steelers fan. What up, AB? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate what it. up, AB? Facebook <laughs> Live. Uh, <laughs> I, I I agree with him one hundred percent. He said something on first tape about their window, about teams' windows. Last season, um, when y'all lost to the Steelers, mm-hmm. that was y'all window. I truly thought y'all was the best team in the NFL. I mean, y'all had two running backs. You had Geo and um, Hill. And they, got Hill. That, they got that fumble for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a, uh, Dalton was balling that season. You had AJ. You had Sanu. And uh, what's the dude to play for the Lions now? Uh, Marvin Lewis. I mean, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones had three receivers. And going into this season, I just knew the team wasn't going to be as good because you lost too yeah, many weapons. People don't realize having that we had a guy in Sanu that only got 10 plays. Mm-hmm. But 80% of the time when he came in, it was positive yardage. It was first down yardage. It was game-changing play mm-hmm. that would give you that hump to get up by 10 versus up by 3. You know, like Sanu could come in and make that play. Marvin uh, Jones could come in mm-hmm. and really be that Balled second receiver this year. to where double AJ if you want to. We got somebody. Yeah, man. You put them all three in, we got somebody. You know, and to constantly lose that. Like, like you see like the teams that keep their core 10 mm-hmm. every year. And it's like, why do we sell ours every three? Yeah, man. Cats went to go get paid. You can't knock them. Yeah. But lost Leon thought, Hall. We lost a lot of people. I man. thought that was the best team in the NFL. I really thought if if y'all didn't play the Steelers, y'all would have went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Only- I thought because I'm a big person on weapons. If you got weapons, yeah. you can win. Because at some point, your third corner ain't better than my third receiver. Period. Yeah. So it's it's just it's just a number game. It's just like uh Clemson with Alabama in the mm-hmm. championship game, man. Their fourth corner ain't fucking with the white boy Renfro. Yeah. He just ain't. <laughs> he proved that last year. Right. And he proved it again this it, year. It just can't I go with the team that got more weapons. Yeah. And I thought that the Bengals had more weapons that they would have had a chance to play for the Super Bowl that year. That year was so close to me in the sense of the same year we had um, Kushmazada, Chad, and Chris Henry. Oh, and, yeah. And when he died that year, yeah. Carson get hurt later on. Like, was that the same year? Anyway, we, that year we had Chris Again Henry. Again to the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always <laughs> comes back to the Steelers, man. Always. <laughs> I can't, I, I hear it all the time. Y'all, y'all, y'all trash talking to death about it, but facts is facts. And anytime a bank tries to deny that, they're giving you alternative facts. <laughs> Y'all be fucking us up at some point. That's a fact. That is a fact. Black and yellow, man. Yeah, Even yeah. though we're both watching the Super Bowl. All right, that's tonight. enough of this pie for the week. Uh, y'all. <laughs> man, very dope pie this week, man. Yeah, I very enjoyed dope, the Q&A, man. man. I, if y'all have any questions for us, man, we would love to hear them. Um, you can email us at you can make this up podcast at gmail. Yeah. Social media, hit us up at DJ underscore killer underscore Kev. One Kev Nash. We would love to hear any of y'all questions, man. It would be dope to, uh, you know, answer some of them for y'all. So. Absolutely, man. Well, dope pod. Another yeah, one in man. the books, man. Shouts out to DeMarco, Bars and Beyond, always holding us down. Gym City Podcast. What Izzy. up, Izzy? We appreciate you, brother. Absolutely, man. We back next week, man. Yeah, four, four of them next week. Ooh. Let's go. Jim Brown. Hank. Ernie Davis. <laughs>